Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to the Armchair Booking Wrestling Podcast. I am your host. My name is Steve, and my co-host is Kyle. Say hello, Kyle. Hello, everyone. And this week, we're going to be discussing the history and evolution of women's wrestling, because I feel this is long overdue, and you know, Kyle, it didn't even occur to me when I, I scheduled this that yesterday's Mother's Day. I am shocked. Yeah, I didn't even think about that. It just happened to coincide perfectly. We managed to do that sometimes. But I do want to wish a happy Mother's Day for all the mothers out there, including my wife and my mother. Anyway, Kyle. I want to go ahead and get the announcements out of the way, and then i got to tell you how my weekend went wrestling-wise. Um, if anybody would like to contact us, you can email us at armchairbookingpodcast at gmail.com. You can hit us up on Facebook at facebook.com slash armchairbookingpodcast. You can find us on Twitter at bookingarmchair. We have a YouTube channel that, that is linked in the description. Also, the links for iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, and Spotify are in there. We are still not currently taking any live phone calls, but if anybody would like to be on the show, contact Kyle or myself directly through email or IM or DM or PM or whatever kind of message that they're calling it now on the social media platforms, and we will make all the arrangements. Kyle, have I forgotten anything? No, but you just made us both sound real old when you don't know what a DM is. Now, some people say it's a DM, some people say PM, some people say it's an IM. I have get all three. So it just constantly changes. But let me tell you about something that happened this weekend down in Covington, Kentucky at the Northern Wrestling Federation show. And if anybody is subscribed to the Twitter, if you follow the, the Twitter page, or if you follow me on Facebook, I'm going to give more of an explanation about what happened when I said, if you're a fan and you jump in the ring, you deserve whatever beatdown comes to you. So, main event, Larry D. You might recognize the name. He is formerly an uh, Impact. But he uh, came in as the NWF champion. He was defending the title against a wrestler just named, known as Joshua. And Joshua, you know, he, he actually is pretty good. And matches go along smooth. And did they, they did like a referee bump spot where Larry D you know, crashed into the ref, knocked him out, of course. Uh, then he does his finishing move to Joshua, but of course there's no one there to count three. Some guy who's in the audience and he's wearing a black and white stripe like a referee shirt jumps over the barricade, which the barricade is basically like a, a table, jumps over it and goes to slide in the ring, and he does it horribly, and all of a sudden he counts one, two, three. And uh, you would think this would this is, might be a spot of, oh, he's a guest referee, and now he can come in there and count it, but there was no bell. And then security is grabbing him or trying to grab him. And he stands up, 
Joshua was accompanied to the ring by another wrestler named Andrew Reed. Andrew Reed grabs the dude and just starts pummeling him. Bam, bam, bam. And just let him know you don't get in the ring if, if you're a fan. And security finally managed to get him out. And as they're, they're dragging him down the aisleway, Roger Ruffin comes out, and Roger's the owner of the NWF, and he is just laying into the guy. And he doesn't have a microphone. He's just laying right into him because I was sitting right beside the aisle, and so I could hear everything Roger was saying to him. And they threw him at the guy out of the building. This is not captured in the photos you posted of the event. No, because but, I didn't. I didn't. I should have taken pictures when my my phone was about to die. That was one of the reasons why I didn't get a lot of pictures. But I am always ecstatic to hear about a fan beat down. <laughs> I, I sports entertainment and predetermined, but the beatings you will receive if you hop over the gate it is deserved. Yes, and I still was not sure if it was part of the show, part of what was going on or not, until I got home and I got on Twitter because I had a couple of notifications on Twitter, and I saw a couple of people, and one of them was, it was Andrew Reid. They were confirming that it was a fan because they said, don't ever, ever, ever jump in the ring, and one of them, this other guy named Lord Crew, apparently he was a little bit ticked because there were, were other fans in the parking lot who were going up to the guy, and the guy looked like he was, a, you know, like a skinny old alcoholic hobo, you know, probably late 50s, early 60s. I mean, this wasn't like a young guy in his 20s. You know, at least he didn't look like it. If he was only in his 20s, that dude's been taking a lot of meth. But and they were going, oh, man, that was so cool. That was so cool. And Lord Crew was kind of letting them know, no, you come in the ring and you're going to get a beatdown. Because they have no idea that person coming in the ring like that, they could be carrying a knife. They could be carrying something like brass knuckles. They could be carrying some kind of weapon. They, they could even have a gun. You know, you don't know. So, I mean, they perceive that person as a threat. It doesn't matter that they may be ten times as big as the guy or girl. I mean, I've not really heard of any women interfering in matches. But, you know, so, yeah, they have every every right to defend themselves. Well, there was no wrestling in the state of Maryland over the weekend. There is going to be a Fan Fest event this Saturday. Mark Merrow, Kevin Nash, and a few others are coming. But I will be playing football when that is occurring and likely not driving down to partake. Is it in Baltimore? It is. Okay. I think I have heard a little bit of mention about it. But I did I didn't know all the details. So it's slightly difficult to mix in wrestling with all the other activities currently going on. I can't can't even say beyond AEW 
the blood and guts match that I watched a whole lot of wrestling this week. And I did not see it, but I have been seeing all sorts of message traffic about the match. Uh, Apparently Vince McMahon is not happy about it, even though, you know, it's AEW, not WWE, but he said it's set wrestling back 30 years. Uh, Why would he say that? Because, I mean, I haven't seen it, so I'm I'm seriously asking. So they they do the the blood and guts, and it's actually the War Games match. Okay. They, They rip. They get all five on both sides in, so 10 guys in the ring, and they start ring, ripping up the wrestling ring and exposing the wood, and you know how the ring is made. Yeah. Yep. They they get out of the cage. Jericho, MJF, climb to the top. Basically, MJF uses his pinky ring to bloody up Jericho make the inner circle give up for him so he stops taking the beating and then in a very hokey manner pushes him off the cage into a padded crash pad that was basically the ramp. Hmm. And it, it, it's difficult. It... it it, it wasn't the best of, like, props to Jericho for taking a bump like that, but it still wasn't the, it, as far as ring bumps, the Rikishi one was better. The Foley one is supreme. Even Shane McMahon getting thrown off the cage or jumping off the cage was better than that. So I take it the spot has not been popular amongst wrestling fans. It, it has not been the the greatest thing on the on the wrestling boards. the The good thing is you see AEW building new stars, and that is something WWE is not doing very much of. And. What a perfect segue into our women's topic. Yes. So when I was doing a lot of the research for this, and you and I had spoken, uh, we'd spoken earlier, and we're talking about, okay, how far back are we going to go? And it, it was hard finding anything before Moolah. And if anybody who, who does not know who Moolah is, a fabulous Moolah because she's one of the most famous women wrestlers ever. And a lot of people, when they still think women's wrestling, they think the fabulous Moolah because she trained a lot of the rest, women wrestlers. And she also held the women's world title for the better part of 28 years. Occasionally she would lose it for like a week, a month, and then she would get it right back. And one of the things I didn't know was before it became the WWF women's title, it was actually owned by the NWA. And this is while she was champion, and Vince McMahon actually 
bought it. He bought it from the NWA so he could call it the WWF one style. Vince McMahon Jr. did. Yes. Sorry, Not I guess I got to – Right. Sorry, I got to make, make sure that's that's clarified. Thank you. And, and and this goes into the history as far back as we can find that there was one women's match on the card. And women's wrestling was not a very big thing. There, <laughs> there were women, there were little people, side, almost like sideshow attractions. It was the let me up match. It was the restroom break match. Moolah winning the title in, what, 1956? Coming in all the way into WWF back in 1983. The first time I think I saw the fabulous Moolah was with Harley Race. Was that when she accompanied him to the ring? For WrestleMania three, I, I believe so. I didn't catch WrestleMania one uh, until many years later. One of the things, and I actually sent you this um, spreadsheet that I created uh, kind of quickly, as quick as what I could, and I listed all the WrestleManias one through thirty-seven. And how many total matches were on the card, and then how many women's matches were on the card? And in WrestleMania three, which at the time set the world record for indoor attendance, one of the biggest wrestling events ever, not one women's match. And no, with with the women's match at WrestleMania one, it was the fabulous Moolah. And Wendy Richter. Well, Moolah, she accompanied Lilani Kai. Because Wendy Richter had beaten Moolah for the title. And they advertised it then as, oh, Moolah loses the title after 28 years. And, of course, you go back in history and you find out that, that no, she had lost it here and there. But, but they said, oh, Moolah beat her. Moolah, or, or Wendy Richter beat Moolah. Wendy Richter beat Moolah. And then Lonnie Kai turned around and beat Wendy Richter. And so that's why they were right. right. And that's why they were advertising this match. This was part of me wants to say it was like a co-main event in a way, because if it hadn't been for Wendy Richter and rock and wrestling and Moolah was part of that. And Lonnie Kai was part of that. And, by the way, Moolah and Lilani Kai, they actually helped train Wendy Richter. That was actually something else that I didn't know until I was doing all the research for this. You know, if they hadn't been part of that, you know, who knows how good WrestleMania may have been because, yeah, they had Hogan, and yeah, they were using MTV, but Cindy Lauper was also involved as well. Cindy Lauper was in Wendy Richter's corner. So that brought a lot of attention from the press it put wrestling into pop culture and they were the match right before the main event of Hogan and and Mr. T against Piper Norndorf. Now I say that they were the match before them because 
as much as what I want to call it the co-main event, because to me it should have been a co-main event, them putting it on immediately before the last match, it almost looks like they were still making it the let me up restroom break match before the main event. And that is a crime. It was. And they used Cindy Lauper, who was the number one pop star at, at the time, partnered with Captain Lou. And it, it's kind of a throwaway match. And it shouldn't have been. I mean, this was you know, what helps set up WrestleMania to be eventually what it is now. Because Vince McMahon, he threw basically every single bit of money he had into WrestleMania, and he told the wrestlers the day of, if this fails, we're done. So for him to put that gamble on to the women, and they helped set it up, so they deserve a lot of the credit for the success of WrestleMania. But I know I still don't think they were really getting it, which unfortunately is also – that was kind of par for the course. I, and some people say that was the golden age of wrestling, one of the golden ages of wrestling, because a few years later – well, the next year it was Moolah against Velvet McIntyre for the women's title because Moolah had gotten the title back from Wendy Richter and what some people are calling the – now they're calling it the original screwjob. <laughs> well, hold on. It was the mass spider lady. The mass spider lady, but – It turned out to be Moolah. Right. And that was one of the ones I had read about it in one of the after magazines and saying that the spider lady – came in and when Wendy Richter didn't know who she was and all of a sudden she beat Wendy Richter and, and Wendy got mad and, and pulled her mask off to reveal it was Moolah. And then you come to find out, you know, 30 years later or 35 years later now that when she pulled the mask off, oh, she, her, her fury was real because Moolah had forced Richter's shoulders down and then the referee counted three it's a no matter what. And so Quite she bad. realized, yes, and she realized what had happened, and she never wrestled for Vince McMahon again, and she never showed up with them again until she was inducted into the Hall of Fame. And now, that of course, everybody's calling it the original screw job, but I now know that it was not the original, original screw job. And this is what I found very, very fascinating. And part of it was actually, I remember now that I was looking at this, part of it was also in the book Death of the Territories. They kind of mentioned this and how women in wrestling were being treated. Even the women wrestlers were always treated as an afterthought. and They weren't even allowed to wrestle in some states. Fabulous Moolah was actually the very first woman wrestler to ever wrestle in Madison Square Garden because New York State had actually – had a ban on women wrestlers in the state. That kind of surprised me. But 
Moolah, and we can what? actually get into controversy with her later because there's been some stuff with Moolah. Uh, Moolah worked with a man by the name of Billy Wolf. Billy Wolf was a uh, big women's uh, big promoter of women's wrestling. Now, if you wanted a woman wrestler, you had to go through him. He was once upon a time married to a woman wrestler named Mildred Burke. And then they split up. And he has become one of the, if you were to read about the things he did, not a nice person. In fact, nowadays we'd be calling him one of the biggest scumbags in wrestling. And arguably, they would say that Mula, according to some females, Mm -hmm. and the dark side of wrestling, they don't speak very highly of her now either. No, they don't. But that Billy Wolf should be a subject for another, another day. I think Dark Side right. of the Ring, I think they actually should do, if they can, if they can find, you know, that this all happened so long ago that it may be hard trying to find anybody to interview who was actually there. But Mildred Burke, you know, she was the NWA Women's Champion. And they forced her to have a match against June Byers. June Byers was... Billy Wolf's daughter. And the match itself, it was supposed to be a two out of three falls. The match itself turned into, it turned into a shoot fight. I mean, these women, they were really fighting each other. And so Mildred Burke let herself get pinned for the first fall. And she said, she, you know, her mindset was going to be, I'm going to come back stronger in the second and third falls. Well, when the second fall started, the referee all of a sudden stopped the match, said no contest. And Mildred Burke thought, well, I'm still champion because she didn't beat me in two falls. Well, no, they ended up saying, oh, no, June Byers is now the champion. It turns out the referee was bought and paid for by Billy Wolf. And that's a shoot. That's the original, original screw job. But, but you take Bola, you have her as the spider lady. They take... Honestly, it was AWA wrestlers. So from Minnesota, Vern Ganya. and the remember I used to watch as a kid. Mm-hmm. Sherry Martell. Uh, it was Medusa Maselli at the time. Rock and Robin. Uh, you've already mentioned Leilani Kai, and. The ones I remember watching on Tuesday nights, the Jumping Bomb Angels. From Japan. From Japan. Yes. They were amazing. Uh, really ahead of their time. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, they had they had the double drop kick off the top rope, didn't they? One off one corner and one off the other corner. Yes. Yep. I mean, you have to time that pretty well. But it, they were impressive 
we didn't get to watch women's wrestling in all Japan. So women's wrestling in Japan has always been ahead of its time in comparison with America. But it's very difficult in America for a, a Japanese wrestler who does not speak English to get over with an American crowd. I agree. Uh, I, even though I will say I don't, I don't think it's just Japan. Because I think anybody, if, if English is not your first language or if you're having trouble grasping English, you may have some trouble getting over in America, maybe, because we've seen other ones like that too. But I think the same would also go if you were to take and put me down in Mexico to wrestle like in AAA or something like that, I would struggle because my I, the three years of Spanish I took in high school left me a long time ago. And so I would have a very, very basic conversation in Espanol, and I would struggle. But like, like you said, there with the Japanese uh, wrestlers, and you're right, it is a, it, it's amazing to watch them. And if you were ever to, able to catch them uh, in Japan wrestling, the matches, like you said, they have the, what they call the Japanese strong style, and that applies to the women as well. And the women, I mean, they get pretty brutal with each other. Very strong, and that's why Medusa was so appreciated over there. She could wrestle the American style as she did in WWF in the 90s as all under blaze and then turn around and perform in Japan and she won legit MMA fights over there. Wasn't she a judo champion? No. Uh, what was her her discipline? I thought it was judo, but yeah, apparently I'm wrong. You take you go from Fabulous Moolah, Wendy Richter, Rock and Robin, Leilani Kai, Jerry Martell, who was probably the best of them all, and then the title goes inactive. And, and this is kind of the end of the 80s boom period. And you want to know one of the reasons why it went inactive? VKM didn't really see the value in it. So we made it inactive. And, of course, they did bring it back. But then it went inactive again. I I don't think it's going to go inactive again anytime soon, though. The title gets reinstated in late 93, and this is when WWF at the time reinstates the women's division, and they basically have Alundra Blaze, who is a beautiful blonde woman, for those of you that don't know who she is. The opponents are usually a a heavy set 
foreign woman, Bertha Faye Bull Nakano. They had matches, SummerSlam, Survivor Series, including a a five-on-five in the Survivor Series where they flew in a bunch of Japanese women. No description who they were, but that's kind of the story of Alundra Blaze and Medusa in the WWF at the time. No real promotion. You have Alundra Blaze, who is the number one woman, and then you bring in one one heel to, to put one woman's match on a card. And I remember Bertha Faye. Uh, may she rest in peace. Her real name was uh, Rhonda Singh, I believe. Yeah. And something else that I had never seen her former uh, character uh, before she was Bertha Faye, but she actually may have gone by her real name as her character, but she would, um, yeah, Rhonda Singh, uh, but she would wear like the makeup because she was associated with like making Singh and some of the other ones. And supposedly, I mean, she was pretty tough. And, and then I was in the way this thing I saw today said, yeah, then they bring her to the, the WWF and they make her a, a hillbilly out of a trailer park. And that was exactly the way the the video said. And I thought, well, that's kind of harsh, but at the same time, yeah, it is kind of true. That's the character they were trying to portray her as. And to me, that was also kind of a shame. But but you're right, she was like the only hill, and then they had Bona Cano come in, and she was also the only hill. So they only had the two women. And then at WrestleMania 10, they brought in Lalani Kai just so they could have a women's match. And that, unfortunately, as we go through this, that's kind of what it was. We are guilty, one, because of placement on the card. But if you go to an event, do you buy women's merchandise? I have, but it was not for me. It was for my daughter. She wanted a Bailey shirt. Um. But this is present day, well, four years ago. You know, the the only time, and we're going late 90s now, the only time I bought women's merchandise was a friend of mine and his wife bought me a Nitro, Nitro Girls calendar for Christmas. <laughs> and... I had gotten a Capital One card. My first credit card was a Nitro Girls credit card. Uh, Kyle, did you give somebody the number? Yes, I did. Area code 850? Yes. Okay, uh, so it's safe to answer this? It should be. All right. I will go ahead and answer it. Hello, caller. Uh, state your name, where are you from, and please keep it family-friendly. Hey, it's Jenny, Kyle's friend. Oh, hi, Jenny. <laughs> well, how are you guys? <laughs> I, I thought the number looked familiar, well, the area code anyway. Yes. But, yeah, we're doing good. Last week. <laughs> She's picked the perfect time to call in 
because Uh-oh. we are talking about late nineties wrestling with the women. Oh. And do you remember um any of the characters from back then that would have certain people in, on our floor oogling? In all honesty, I don't remember specific names. I just remember watching and thinking, how do they keep their – can't even walk from, like, my bathroom to the bedroom without my jeans getting, like, distorted somehow. <laughs> so, <laughs> like... so, Steve, at, at this point – we 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 have Sonny on the television. Oh, I do remember that. Sonny, Sonny is the number one downloaded girl on all of AOL. Uh-huh. And there's no lie, when we would get off shift, you could hear down the hall, you got mail as everyone logged yep. in. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> You've got mail? I never had AOL. Oh. So... I went straight to Errol's. I had Errol's internet in Maryland. Aww. No, I I had AOL, and and that is how some of us all met. Uh huh. You know, I still have my original so, AOL email address too. And I still remember it. It's pretty now, six or fifteen year old, huh? That was it was original. But, Steve, we go through, and, you know, being a a poor airman, we all had second jobs. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, we did. So, I got a second job, and the first thing I did is I bought a car, and it it was a Nissan, Nissan Altima that everyone would borrow and not fill up with gas. Oh, yeah, you did that too. No. There's a code about that. You borrow somebody's car, there, you, you, you yeah. put gas in it, at least at least half a tank. So I I would uh, I would get off work. I drive drive to the dorm. They would borrow my car to go to the um, shop at the shop yeah, the at little store at. on base. The shop at yeah. stock up on their stuff for the night. They would and, drink and then red we'd dog. Play stupid. Stupid wrestling games and watch awful videos mm-hmm. uh, until five o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. And we would watch someone go through a thirty pack of Red Dog yeah. every night. Yes. Yeah. And but, I didn't drink. Mm, well, mm. but <laughs> wrestling-wise, there, Steve. Um, when I got the second job, I would get bodybuilding magazines. Mm-hmm. And there, there was a woman in one of my magazines named Trish Stratus. I think and I remember she that name out too. To be a wrestler. So you knew about Trish Stratus before she went to the WWF. Then Trish Stratus was on the wall of my dorm room. Uh-huh. Before it, she became a wrestler. You had several posters up. Of Trish Stratus. I remember correctly. Yeah. I remember, are we allowed to name names? No. Uh, <laughs> Brian. Uh, uh, if they're, 
You can, I think, first name should be okay. Try to keep last names off of it. Okay. Rhino was really into Sunny. Yes. And so was our our friend from Arkansas, right? Yes. Okay. Now I remember who we're talking about. Okay. Sorry. <laughs> so. The one who practiced wrestling moves wrestling. on me. <laughs> oh, we. We set up the the dorm room. Steve, I pile drove someone on a pool table. Oh well. Oh, <laughs> uh, but it, this is how big wrestling was at the time, and ECW was really the thing with the cat fights, and you had Francine, mm-hmm. Don Marie, Beulah. And there'd be these two women, Sonny, when she she was Tammy Sitch. Mm-hmm. Two two women in miniskirts and high heels that would come into the ring and wrestle each other. I don't know how they do it. I'm in awe. <laughs> As a female, sorry. And, and and it was a cat fight. And they all looked the same. Now, ECW was famous because they had um, adult entertainers that also came onto the show. Oh, And that's when I learned some of my friends were were perverts. Uh Uh-huh. Because they knew who they were. Yes. (laughs) Well, hey, Jenny, here's a question that I... Uh, I posed to some of my female coworkers today, and I also talked to my daughter. My daughter just turned 19 a few days ago, right? So, oh, awesome. Yep. Um, yeah, I'm that old. I have a 19-year-old. <laughs> but I have an 18-year-old, and, so it's okay. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, yeah. So, you know, she, she does not watch wrestling on her own. She will watch it sometimes if I happen to have it on. In fact, mm-hmm. at one of the WrestleManias uh, a couple of years ago, I want to say the Bella Twins came out, and her remark was, I don't want to see them shaking their butts. I want to see them beating the crap out of each other. Yeah. So, um, but, yeah, she's not a – that Nikki and Bella? Uh, Nikki and Brie Bella, yes. Okay. Gotcha. And, okay. yep. But the question I posed to her and when I was talking to some female coworkers today, and I, and I was more or less asking these questions for the podcast because <laughs> – now, my daughter does not remember these days because this is before she was born, but the days of the mm-hmm. Attitude Era when the women like Sable, mm-hmm. and Sable was was she's become more known for posing in Playboy, and okay. you know, I think three times. Um, okay. And when they had – she was part of the whole thing when they would have – like bikini contests, where her bikini consisted of um, hand prints paint, painted on her boobs. Whoa. Yes. That's a bit much. And, right. And that's why I bet you just talking to females, they say, they, they say basically to them it actually kind of was detrimental to women's wrestling because now the demographic turned into basically yeah. junior high school boys who yeah. were going through some changes. Yeah, and, <laughs> you know, about the best way to put it, yeah. Yeah. And 
And so, and they and they were constantly pushing it and constantly pushing it. And then they were having like evening gown matches. And then they mm-hmm. were having, let's see, Kyle, with the spreadsheet that I sent to Kyle earlier today. I was oh, no, this is all off memory, Steve. They had a <laughs> mud wrestling match. They had mud wrestling. They had like yeah, pudding that, wrestling. They yeah, had that a takes baby it more towards adult entertainment rather than wrestling. Right. And well, that that goes to a bigger question that we we will ask you. Okay. Do you recall any larger or fuller figured women on the television show when you watched? No, I mean honestly, the largest one one would probably be like when was China? I think she was probably the biggest one that I've. And she wasn't big. She was just extremely China, muscular. And China was during, she was during this time. Okay, and yeah. She, but she, she she was big as in tall and muscular, but she was not yeah. full. She figured. had overweight. She had very little body fat. In fact, she had to have she had to have augmentation done because she looked too masculine. Yeah. Oh and yeah. So I'm sure. she right. So she had some enhancements done. She had her jaw shaved down so she wouldn't look oh, as wow. much like a man. Uh, and then she actually also um, posed in Playboy uh, later on. She did. Didn't she do yep. a video as well? Uh, yes, yours I later. remember. Okay, yeah, I remember reading up on her, and her story's kind of sad to me. It really, it really is. Yeah. And, and the, well, the weird thing about China, she did not want to wrestle women. She only wanted to wrestle men, and she was the first woman to ever hold any man's title, I guess is the best way to put it, any non-women's title. So she held the Intercontinental title, and then she was the first woman oh, wow. to enter a, a – yeah, she was the first woman to enter a Royal Rumble. She was the first woman to have an elimination at oh. the Royal Rumble. And, yeah, wow. she did not want to wrestle – yeah, she didn't want to wrestle women. She said it would – Make her character, I guess, not look as strong for her to wrestle women because she would beat – if she was losing, okay. I'm going to make her really look really bad. And she eventually mm-hmm. did acquiesce, and she wrestled for the women's title, and she won it. Mm-hmm. But okay. China is definitely kind of an – yeah, she was definitely an anomaly at the time. Now, you've had other ones since then mm-hmm. uh, who maybe weren't as famous and maybe not as muscular, but Beth Phoenix, she was also something to behold too because, I mean, she was kind of a bodybuilder, wouldn't you say, Kyle? She she was as was Asia in WCW mm. that was there. I remember she Asia. was Christy Wolf, and and she mm. she was just a big muscular blonde woman, and yeah. Ch- China, and being as tall as she was, something like two hundred and five pounds of muscle. Wow. She she, she outweighed. Almost everyone on our floor that was watching wrestling at the time. That's almost two of me. So I tried to put that in Because I was 210. Wow. Steve, at the time, I was 210 and 8% body fat. And on the, on the big boy program. You were in the big boy program? That takes a lot of time and yeah, dedication. It, I because, and because of weight, it had nothing to do with with body fat, but it had to do with weight because the way they measured, yeah, uh, yeah I, I ended up getting put a, I got, I got put in the big bro, uh, big boy program whenever I went back to Japan, Kyle. 
<laughs> but so no lies, someone can verify. I, I was in the gym two hours a day. Always. And, and eating eating chicken, Nothing. lots of chicken, protein shakes, not drinking, you name it. Yeah. China had as much muscle as I did. Yeah, I mean, this, I have a question for you guys then. Like, all these females are putting in all this hard work and dedication with their bodies and to get in that type of physical condition and then train for these events and practice. But then they go out there and a lot of them kind of look like they should be in adult entertainment. So where is that line? They were, they were then. Not as much now. I mean, you do have some Mm -hmm. that dress a little skimpier than others, but Mm -hmm. now the, the emphasis is more on their talent, their skills in the ring. Okay. And when they, right. And that's, that's what the question I was actually going to ask was if, if they continue to do what they've been doing, improving the, uh, the product as far as women's wrestling, because right now Mm -hmm. it's better than what it's ever been, period. And I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure Kyle will, will agree with me. And there's still room to grow. And yeah. you got, yeah, I mean, you got to think they went from being, okay, the let me up match, as we, it's been mm-hmm. told, they were the match right before the main event. So anybody, if you need to go use the bathroom before the main event or get yourself some yeah. popcorn before, yeah, you would do it during the women's <laughs> match. But yeah. now, they, now they are the headlining match. And, it and it's not the only match. It's, yeah. Now it's, oh, this past <laughs> WrestleMania, you know, of course now WrestleMania's been split into two nights. The first night, oh. the, the main, yeah, the main event was uh, Sasha Banks and, and um, Mon- Belair. Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair. <laughs> I, I was, I was, no. I was saying Monica, but yeah, but Bianca <laughs> but, Belair, and they put on a, just fantastic match. I mean, it was off the charts good. Okay. But what are you going to say, Kyle? Well, but before we we all jumped in, back in the late 90s, and I, I could use what was on my wall, I could use what was on my sweet mate's wall, um, Rhino with being a fan of Sonny, yeah. The other guy taking photos of the squiggly line. Um, <laughs> did our, did our super tall friend, did our Razorback friend have anything? I think he did, didn't he? Yes, he did. But um, yeah. was there an unrealistic expectation? Unrealistic expectation how? Well, how, how often, let, let's say... Trish Stratus is on my wall. Okay. And she's five six, thirty six, double D, something like that. Um, very curvy. Mm-hmm. She was turned out to be a really good, when she learned. She turned out to be one of the best wrestlers of the early two thousands. Mhm. But she was hired for what she looked like. Yeah, I mean, I highly doubt they want so, to put... You, you knew you know, you knew a, 
a certain person that liked Sonny. Uh-huh. And Sonny was enhanced at the time. She's grown up to be a disaster, but... <laughs> yeah, I think, I think that's understating it, actually. Be, being being what? We, we were 18, 19. Is there an unrealistic body comparison or expectation watching or visualizing Sonny yes. or comparing it to you? Yes, absolutely. Because even in that poster or that photo, that's not completely real. Even that's not her. And not that wrestling was not entertaining back then. Does that then affect your fandom? Because her her role on television yes. was to be a a ditzy a ditzy blonde. That it was does affect it. It does affect it. If the females were are not out there to put on a beauty pageant or sexualized beauty pageant, I'm more inclined to watch if it's more of a sporting event rather than a show of females coming out there that are all enhanced and I guess not real. Is that the way to say it? <laughs> yes. And that actually, that is actually the question I was asking. It would, would you be more inclined okay. to watch if it's more mm-hmm. of what they're doing now where it's more, Focus on the athleticism and the skills and the moves and the matches rather than, hey, look at me, look at me, I'm eye candy. And yeah, absolutely. These, I'm more inclined to watch. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, so uh, we we haven't even delved into, like, some of the history where the women, they were just valets a lot of cases. And sometimes, I really? mean, it was like the – yeah, yeah. Uh, they were – sometimes it was like it was the wrestler's wife. You know, they just liked okay. having them there, and then they liked participating. That's one thing. But then, uh, Kyle, I don't know. Have you been listening to Tony Schiavone's podcast lately when they've been going back to 1986 in WCW? No, I can't listen to the show podcast. Okay. It, it's too much. Um, well, <laughs> they've been – he and Conrad Thompson, they've been replaying – the World Championship Wrestling episodes from 1986, and they're doing the chronological order. And the sad thing about it is I remember, as they're talking about them, I remember watching these particular episodes. Well, the beginning of the year in 1986, remember Baby Doll, Nicola Roberts, but that was her name. She was the Perfect Ten Baby Doll. She was with <laughs> Tolly Blanchard. And then they split them apart, and how they split them apart was Tolly Bl- Blanchard slapped the taste out of her mouth. Whoa. And, yeah, yeah, I mean, it was like, whoa. And, well, then Dusty Rhodes, of course, you know, he came I to save the that. day. Yep, he came yeah. to save the day. And then he said later on, she's my property. She's my, she's my property. And I'm like, even back then, <laughs> I was 12 years old going, he really just called her his property? I think if I called yep. any of the girls that I'm in seventh grade with, my property, I'm pretty sure I would get a beat down from every other girl and probably some of the guys there. <laughs> you know, but they, he just referred to her as his property, and she went along with it like, uh-huh, I'm his property now. And oh, wow. that just amazes me. But, yeah, some of the roles they played were things like that. 
You know, sometimes well, they would interfere in a match, but that was about it. Very traditional old school. You, 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 wow. you were a fan of WC, well, Mid-Atlantic. With Mid-Atlantic, which morphed into WCW. Yeah. And, and I, I, I was not, she is not my, I don't see how she was the perfect 10. Even <laughs> looking back, I don't. What's your name again? Because Miss Baby Doll. Baby Doll, or Nicola Roberts, spelled um, N-I-C-K-L-A, Nicola. Okay. Because what what we saw on television was Miss Elizabeth. That's what we saw in WWF. Well, that's what I saw. Right. Well, but every on, every organization they all had at least one valet you know, who was accompanying, usually a heel, a bad guy to the ring. Mm-hmm. And, and even yeah. even to this day. There has not been a more attractive valet than Miss Elizabeth. She was class, I mean, that's, for, that's for sure. Nicola is but, not a 10. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what they called her was the perfect 10, baby doll. Yeah. Sorry, I apologize. I don't have to apologize to us. I didn't, yeah. I didn't make the rules, but Miss Elizabeth you, is you much more attractive. Then you had sensational Sherry, which oh, and I this remember. is what I want to. Now, sensational Sherry, here's something that is a, a, a crying shame, Kyle. Sensational Sherry, if you look at all the WrestleManias that uh, I listed, and could I have her <laughs> accompanying somebody to the ring? Except for WrestleMania six, where she was in a mixed tag team match with Macho Man Randy Savage against Dusty Rhodes and Sapphire, and that was the, wasn't that I believe that's the one where Sapphire turned on Dusty. Yeah, 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 and she quite the makeup. Oh yeah, Sherry. Yeah, sometimes I call her Scary mm-hmm. Sherry, but she was she was a great wrestler. She really was, mm-hmm. but. She got in. She got involved with as a heel manager. The she Undertaker. Got she got involved. Sorry, she has, there's a photo of her with the Undertaker here. I don't think she, she ever scary. accompanied Undertaker uh, with anything. I mean, they may have been friends, and they just happened to have a picture of them. But okay, yeah. I mean, she's definitely scary. I wouldn't want to fight her. <laughs> right. Oh yeah, she was. They they said she could throw down with anybody. But WrestleMania, but do, do you well, know where she got her start? She's from Alabama, so I would almost guess continental, but I'm pretty sure you're going to tell me I'm wrong. Hulk Hogan found her at an Institute of Modern Dance. Huh. Okay. Didn't see that coming. I mean, but that's entertainment. It, right, she was an entertainer. She 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 knew how to please the crowd, and mm-hmm. historically, even though she didn't get many matches when the WWF title went defunct for the women, mm-hmm. probably the best '80s women's wrestler there was. 
It'd be especially between her work between her, Wendy Richter. Uh, I don't know if you remember the name Misty Blue Sims, but she was one of the only women wrestlers in Mid Atlantic or WCW at the time. But here's the really sad thing, Kyle and Jenny both, and this is a shame. Sherry wrestled in the one match at WrestleMania six. WrestleMania mm-hmm. seven, she accompanied Randy Savage to the ring. Now, granted, she was giving him a beatdown after the match, and then Elizabeth came in and pulled her off. But the next year, she accompanied HBK. The next year, she accompanied Tatanka. So that was four WrestleManias she was involved in, only one where she was a wrestler, and it was in a mixed tag team match. So to me, that's a shame they didn't really take advantage of us. Because now I do – I think I'm actually missing something here, Kyle – because she did accompany the honky-tonk man to the ring when she was Peggy Sue in a wig, and I didn't know for 20 years that was her in a wig. Well, and you're also forgetting her ringside for Shawn Michaels and Rick Martel. That was uh, SummerSlam. That was SummerSlam. They could not strike each other in the face. Right. Yeah, but I was just talking about WrestleMania because I, WrestleManias, because I was just kind of wanted to prove a point of how they, well, at least before, looks like around WrestleMania 32 on, and on to present day, how they really were not using the women except for occasionally they, would, they might have a mixed tag team match. Well, and that, yeah, that goes, and, and you could say this to the end, or we can go to it now. If Vince does not see money in a character, he will not promote it. Mm-hmm. And that mm-hmm. man promoted the bejesus out of Sonny. And he did stole- because yeah, because well, she was already becoming the most downloaded downloaded period of anybody on AOL. But she and sold how how many posters? I could tell you on my floor to include a creepy guy at the end of the hall that Jenny knew. <laughs> there were at least eight Sunny posters just on the third floor of our dorm. Wow. And, and we're not talking the little ones. Full poster size. <laughs> And then Sable right after that, because Vince promoted the heck out of Sable, too. And she got too big for her britches. Yeah, have you ever heard the story? Uh, Jim Cornette tells it, and he's had to do a search for it. But Jim Cornette, he has not hid his – well, Jim Cornette doesn't – he doesn't mix words with anybody. Uh, But he does not hide the fact that he cannot stand Sable. He pretty much hates it with a passion. Um, he uses a very, very unflattering term for her. He uses the same term about Sonny, oddly enough, but he said, but Sonny was up front about it. He said Sable was undercover about it. He said, but when Sable went to the WWF with Mark Merrow, her husband at the time, she was just there accompanying Mark Merrow when he was discussing his contract. When next thing you know, they got fixated on her. And they started revolving everything around her, and then she did the Playboy stuff, and they they were somewhat training her as a wrestler, but then they told anybody who wrestled her, if you hurt her, 
you are fired. So they couldn't do actual wrestling moves to her. Huh. And yeah, and she was getting paid more than um well the way Jim Cornette put it, he accidentally saw her paycheck one time or what she was supposed to be getting paid because in his mailbox slot in the office they put Jim Ross's stuff into Jim Cornette's mailbox and you know, by mistake. And so he saw what Sable was making and he said he had not made that much money in all the years he had been in wrestling. And he said, and it really, really set him off because he said there was guys and girls who were working their tails off and had been for years, and all she does is just show up with, you know, basically her <laughs> her, her pneumatic boobs is the way he put it. Her and, assets. Yeah, her assets. And all of a sudden she's getting paid all this money, and all it did – to me, it set the company back. And yes, I do realize this is the middle of Monday Night Wars. To me, the Attitude Era didn't win it. WCW lost it. But that's a story for another day. And Sable didn't do anything to help that company. In fact, she but hurt. In this, in this time period, the only thing that matters is ratings. And they, when Sable was Sable was on television in her bikinis or her leather <laughs> spandex outfits, people changed the channel to watch. They were hot mm-hmm. shot and, and trying to, to pop a rating. But what contribution did Sable give to women's wrestling? Did she help it or did she hurt it? Well, she can say she she's a women's champion. Yeah, she so may can, not have been so a great Harvey, one. So can Harvey Whippleman. She may not have been a great one, but she was the highest rating rated women's wrestler of her time. And that's how they judge what did she sell? How many but, people changed the channel to watch her? And that's But her contribution to women's wrestling was nil. Her contribution, what she was doing, was helping and promoting herself. She didn't care about any of the other women. She didn't care about anybody else in the locker room, and that's why Xbox took a dump in her suitcase. Well, but yeah, <laughs> but, yeah. but but yeah. Oh, oh, Sorry, oh. I had aircraft going oh, overhead. Oh. I had to mute you guys for a second. <laughs> well, overall, so who the took thing a, that matters a is Xbox. Xbox. What happened? He, he, huh? she, she was getting she was getting too big for her britches. So yeah. he found her luggage with all her clothes uh-huh. and he um defecated. He left a present. Yeah. <laughs> and and then he put the bag back and they didn't find it till they got home. So Uh, I can't imagine what that would have been like. And they were going to DNA test the little turd to find out who did it. (laughs) But but you take that same time period. um, What contribution did Terry Reynolds make to women's wrestling? Nothing. Terry Reynolds was Uh, there to be seen 
and that was it. She did not contribute anything to She wasn't even there to be a wrestler. Sable wasn't there to be a wrestler. And they just kind of got put into it because Vince Russo was the man who was writing the stories. And at the time, and again, at the time, Stephanie McMahon was a women's champion. Now, we can go into Stephanie McMahon's contributions to women's wrestling, not necessarily as a wrestler, but Stephanie McMahon had the big push that they are no longer divas. They are not divas. They are women. They are women wrestlers, and we are going to recognize them as such. But she did that in 2017. True, but I mean what I'm saying is – that was actually a contribution, and she was big on pushing women wrestlers, even when they were – the Divas thing was not her idea. That was John Laurinaitis. Hmm. You're talking about Pearl. Well, even, even though you, you – you, yeah. <laughs> even though you have that in the Attitude Era, you have some of the best women's wrestlers that ever existed. You do have Trish Stratus. Lita, yes. Molly Holly, yes, uh, Jacqueline Moore, Beth Phoenix towards the end, and an unwritten one that actually came to visit us at the base, who was actually in Glow, which Ivory. probably set women's wrestling back further than Sable did. Mm-hmm. Was the Ivory? Yeah, Ivory. And she she was five foot nothing. What you there? Yeah. Okay. I just all of a sudden I heard something. I'm about to kick my dog because he's about to uh, pull my phone down. Um, one of the things, look at the matches, and I'm just, and I'm like I said, I'm just using WrestleMania as an example. Look at the matches at WrestleMania that were involving females during this time. Okay, you have well, Jacqueline Ivory was a dark match, so apparently they didn't want that as part of the show. Um, that was for 15, for 16, Terry Runnels versus the Cat, and that was a cat fight it wasn't a normal match it was a cat fight because ran around because people want to see women in cat fights apparently and that's all china was part of a mixed tag team match in uh that wrestlemania where she was the only female in that match yeah trish stratus just accompanying and testing albert which is a waste of talent you had tori accompanying degeneration x and let's see uh so what are some of the other matches they've had? Oh, let's see, a tag team Playboy evening gown match. Then a couple oh, of WrestleMania's yeah. later, a Playboy pillow fight match. Okay, so every one, of these, yeah, every one mm-hmm. of these wrestlers that I'm looking up that you're you know throwing out names of, if you just hit images on Google, it's all sexualized. Like 98% of the images are of them posing in, you know, a seductive manner. I thought this was wrestling. Ivory. <laughs> no, Ivory's Ivory got suits and blouses. I want you to hit images when you look up her name. And it's, you know, a lot of 
posing, trying to look good. Is it, I mean, yeah, I or, would watch let's see, Wrestle, Even up to WrestleMania 24, the women's tag team Playboy Bunny Mania Lumberjill match. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, these or, names. Yeah, and and Kyle, let's see, WrestleMania 25, the Miss WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal. Who won the Miss WrestleMania Women's Battle Royal, Kyle? Do you remember? Uh, Santina. Yep, Santina Morella, which was Santino wearing a wig. And to me, that why would they do that? I mean, there's so many talented women in that Battle Royal. Why did they feel they had to do that? Because they wanted to get all the women on the card, and it was to pop the crowd. And, and that that's that's the the big difference. As we go into the more recent, let's say the last ten years, one of the things I, I remember watching traveling and we watched this in a hotel bar, was Mickey James. And Mickey James, I actually watched wrestle in Maryland as hmm. Alexis Lurie. She's so, from Virginia, isn't she? Somewhere around here. But she actually wrestled in MCW as Alexis Lurie. And goes... Goes to WWE, she gets a a boob job, pickings up, and their segments of her where they're calling her Piggy James because she's heavier than Michelle McCool or Layla. They should have never done that either. But they did it. They've done it to Natty Nightheart or Natalia. Natalia can can deadlift what I do. Oh well, yeah, she's she's but legitimately it, tough. She she's thick. But have you ever told Jenny about how John Laurinaitis used to select women to be as or the, the diva search? And I was in England during the diva search, so I missed a lot of that. But I just, you know, of course, I was reading about it, and I'm like, what is this diva search junk? And John Laurinaitis was literally picking up catalogs with, like, negligees and things like that. Uh-huh. And he was looking, looking at the models going, okay, her, we're going to try to make her an athlete, whether they were or not. We're going to try to make her oh. a diva because of how she looks. Had nothing to do with athletic skill because you can't look at a a picture of a woman yeah. wearing a nightgown and say, "Oh yeah, she's she's going to be able to to take yeah. bumps and do the wrestling moves that's required." And so he was getting all these women to do this. And the way Jim Cornette put it, he said these women first time they'd hit the ropes, they'd pass out because they hadn't eaten in two weeks. <laughs> and yeah, and here's here's why I call John Laurinaitis kind of a pervert. Two of the women he, he found were the Bella Twins. Yeah. And I agree, the Bella Twins, they were yeah. Yes, they, they actually are athletic. They actually do have a okay. legitimate athletic background. 
Now, he, but he okay. chose them though because of how they looked. He said, "Oh, look at these two girls on oh, their twins. Oh, they're sexy twins." And then he met married their mother. So he is now the Bella twins' stepfather, but he was the one checking them out long before he met their mother. So okay. that to me is a different level of being kind of a pervert. Yeah. But he. Well, yeah. If you took any of the divas from 2006 to 2012 minus Beth Phoenix and Natty, they were all performing in Skinamax videos. Yeah. Oh. So that's where he was or watching. They were good at. Oh, yeah. GoDaddy girls. Oh, so. Now... Michelle McCool was a wrestler. She had a child with The Undertaker and okay. ended her career. Hmm. They have a Mickey tonight, don't they? No, just one. Just one? Okay. Layla was a wrestler, and she did really well, ended up retiring. But they all tell stories about... I can't have, gain weight. I have eating disorders mm-hmm. because there's a. If you see Seamus or Brock Lesnar or anyone that's been on television tonight, there are varying degrees of what type of shape they're in. Okay. So I could be a male and have some form of abs. And mm-hmm. I'm okay. But, but the women. It, it, if, a, if a woman, like Asuka, Asuka is thicker, they mm-hmm. clothe her more than the others. The others. Huh. Nia Jax. That... Well, thankfully they clothe her. She yep. is the thickest <laughs> of all. Well, Nia Jax, you do realize they also, they pad her clothing. She's actually, I mean, she's a, still a big woman, but she's not as big as what she's been portrayed to be. And she's actually a plus-size model. Hmm. See, I'm but, looking at the height but, and weight of some... Go ahead. Sorry. Oh, well, no, I was just going to say another one is uh, Tamina Snuka. She's another one that she's, uh, I guess, fully clothed is, I, I think, the way Kyle's putting it. But she's also, like, around 40, Kyle. I mean, she's... Got like three, four kids, you know, yeah, and she, yeah. Whereas, how many times? So Tuesday morning, when the television, all the Facebook ads come out, you'll <laughs> see so and so popped out of their top last night. Hmm. Why? Why can't they wear something? Yeah. More normal for athletic competition. Yeah. I agree. And, and I mean, does have they that, ever have any of the women viewership? It does. And do the women do the female wrestlers speak out about it? No, do anyone that speaks out ends up getting fired. But they not if they want to keep their job. Really? And I know, okay, and so that, I, and that's a shame. That's a shame. I mean, it really is. Yeah. I mean, I, when I was doing some of my reading, it did, it did follow like most of the 
female wrestlers seem to have some type of adult entertainment background after or prior. Why is that? Is it just because the guy is picking them? It's from... It's from the time period where we were watching. So when we were 18 to 20, this is the late 90s, Sonny got into drugs and alcohol. That's mm-hmm. how she makes money um, when she's not in jail. Yeah, when she's not in jail. Even though she's she's actually a registered nurse. That's the sad thing. Oh, wow. No, China, China had a bad background, didn't she? She had a sad. She did. She really did. Okay. So China, she she got into drugs with X Pac mm-hmm. and probably before, where yeah. she went down a dark path and she had some some mental stuff and mm-hmm. made her susceptible to a certain lifestyle and her her body eventually that. gave out. Mm-hmm. But wrestlers as a whole, from that time period and really before, it's starting to clean up now. They got into uppers, they got into downers, and that wasn't was there, the lifestyle. Wasn't there recently a girl, though, who was like on the female wrestling scene, a younger, like mid-20s, and then she ended up having like a bunch of stuff leaked from her phone and then went and did a adult movie. Paige. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Paige. I'm about to say, uh, she actually did not do an adult movie, but she did have some stuff leaked. Yeah. She did have some stuff leaked Mm -hmm. and, you know, and it, it, it devastated her because, you know, those were very, obviously very personal videos and pictures that she had, and and they yeah. got out for the entire world to see. Uh, and, yeah. Yeah. And she, so now she went from being the youngest. I think she. It, they were still calling it the Divas Championship, weren't they, Kyle? At the, when, at the yeah, time. The, yeah, they were still calling it the Divas. She became the youngest Divas champion. She was only 21. Oh, Maybe wow. 22. I mean, she. yeah, when she won that. Uh, but she also comes from a wrestling family. In fact, okay. uh, movie for you to check out. Uh, movie for you to check out. It's actually called "Fighting with My Family," and it's actually the story mm-hmm. of her and okay. her family. And you know, because she comes from Norwich, England. Oh, and, okay. Yeah. So, but she's actually been wrestling since she was thirteen. Oh wow. Yeah, it, it, so it's actually a pretty still good movie. Wrestling, though. or did it ruin her career? Uh, um, no, the. The she video got did not, yeah, she got injured, and then she came back very shortly, and then she got injured again. Okay. And so, yeah, the doc, doctors were not clear now, but it wasn't, her, it wasn't in her neck, Kyle? It was her neck and her head, and she she had a neck surgery on her own, and then she got injured. Mm-hmm. Sasha Banks got her, and she hasn't wrestled since. Right. But okay. She, she has done they other things her, in wrestling, but they hold them. They hold them out for their for their own health. So okay. if they get too many concussions. Yeah, like um, CTE, like football players. Is is that what they're seeing? Yeah, in there, wrestling there was too? a certain night in the dorms where where I had bet uh, my sweet mate 
that I could put my head through his wall. Mm-hmm. And I did. And then we walked down to the fire exit, and I tried to put my head through that, and I could only crack it and practically knock myself out. Yeah, I wouldn't uh, do that. Doing so. <laughs> no, it wasn't my smartest thing, but contest with that sweet mate, you know. Yeah. So they 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 protect them from themselves because a, a okay. wrestler wants to perform and make money, but if they're not healthy enough to do so, oh, mm-hmm. they do pull them. Because we've had what since we were fans, Steve, over fifty wrestlers die of unnatural yeah, causes. I, you know, there, a, there there have been a couple of murders, which is unfortunate. Mm-hmm. But I and I, I believe fifty may even be a conservative number. To tell you the truth, wow. um, if we if we were to go back, the, yeah, if we were to go back the past, I'll just say twenty three years, Kyle. That's about the length of time you and I have known each other. Yeah, I'd say mm-hmm. fifty is probably a, yeah, that's probably a conservative number. And I'm because, just saying that one on pills. We're not yep. getting into drinking and driving. Right. Uh, murder, not get, suicide. Not getting into, into cancer because, I mean, that's that's unfortunate, but it doesn't yeah. really fall under, you know, Relate what we're talking to, about. Uh, yeah. Right. When you have, um, like, I don't know if you watched the Brian Pillman Dark Side of the Ring, Kyle, that was on Thursday night. Yes. Yep. That's that's one. I mean, he, he died of heart failure when he was all of 35. And it was due to a lot of the painkillers he was taking. A lot, a lot of the wrestlers they become hooked on painkillers um, because oh, I'm sure. it's, yeah, because how they maintain because the travel schedule, especially WWE, they have yeah they have one of the wor- the roughest travel schedules out there. And sadly, it's not even like the worst one that's ever been uh, implemented on some of the wrestlers. And yeah. so they they wrestle, and some of them will travel to the next town uh, during the night. And then okay. get check to the hotel and then sleep. And then uh, the other ones will go to the hotel after the match, sleep, and then get up the next day and travel. But either way, they still yeah. have to travel to the next town. Some of them will fly. Some mm-hmm. of them will have a rental, rental car. Uh, some their of them buses. have – yeah, they have their buses, like Big Show. Mm-hmm. He finally got a bus because of an incident he had with a car where he skidded out, and the car <laughs> ended up going slightly airborne. And when it came down, it popped all the wheels Ooh. off. Yeah, oh. true story. Well, here's a, a good example that women's wrestling has not changed in some aspects. Rhea Ripley and Oscar are having a match right now. Charlotte Flair comes out. She's dressed with pants and a a decent top mm-hmm. in heels. Hmm. Jenny, have you yeah. ever been Thank in a you. fight in heels? No, I always wear sneakers or, or shoes that I can take off in really quickly. I'm going to be honest with you. I train big, aggressive with, with dogs, so there are no heels in my in my profession. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, in your house, any, any female in your house ever get in a fight in heels? No, I don't think any of the females in my house have ever even got even gotten in a fight ever. Yeah, I, I, 
I mean, I've seen confrontations before, and I've looked at my feet and gone, I'm really glad I have, shoe, like, shoes on that I can run away in, in case this gets out of hand. Right. But, no, yeah, I, I, but what could they wear? What shoes can they wear? Like, right. appealing, but... There has to be pumps or flats. But does that still like, I'm give not them an expert that? women's shoes, but... Are are you going to watch a bunch of chicks running around in flats? It, or are it, you there for the... Re- it, it depends it, on if you're there for the wrestling or the show, I guess, huh? That That's the whole thing. But for a male, it doesn't matter if they're in wrestling boots or tennis shoes okay. or flip-flops. Thigh highs. I mean, <laughs> n- well, maybe maybe not that, but uh, I'm I mean, thinking thigh highs might in, look in better dorm, than that. In the dorm, when that dude jumped on my back, I mm-hmm. was barefoot. Yeah, you're lucky. Do some so, foot stomp. Well, right now, you know, they're just showing we some hot stuff. Well, no, we uh, no, we have about thirty minutes left for a hard stop. Okay. Uh-huh. Well, when you're talking about like just foot apparel with men, you have some just wear who wear the traditional wrestling boots. You have some who wear sneakers, tennis shoes, running shoes, whatever you want to call mm-hmm. them. Because uh, Mick Foley, he actually talks about that in his book. He started out wearing wrestling boots, and at some point he lost them or something, or he just came out wearing his tennis shoes, and he liked it better, so he wore his tennis shoes wrestling uh, ever since. And then you have some, like Riddle or Kevin Von Erich or uh, some of the Samoan wrestlers used to wrestle barefoot. And that's what they preferred, was to wrestle barefoot. Cannot think of any women that have ever wrestled barefoot. Can you think of any, Kyle? None. None. And, okay, now they're they're back from commercial, Asuka and Ray Ripley. And once we get in, I'll just kind of look at their foot apparel. Oh, it looks like Ray Ripley. She's wearing some boots that are pretty long. And then Charlotte Flair with her teeth that are way, way too white. Uh, so look, yeah, Asuka and Ray Ripley, they look like they're wearing normal wrestling boots that are – they do fit with their attire. They're, they're coordinated, color-coordinated to fit with their wrestler costume, but men do that too. But that should be normal. That shouldn't be the exception. Right. But even now, look at how their tops are cut. On hey, a legitimate fight, the – huh? text messages. I just looked up women's wrestling shoes, sorry guys, and there's like a pair of Nike wrestling pumps. No, that that's not a... <laughs> but could you imagine that's them wrestling pretty bad. in that? I, I couldn't but do it. Now, I actually train in a pair of wrestling shoes. Mm-hmm. So I I lift weights in a pair of wrestling shoes. Mm-hmm. I mean, 
I guess the women could wear wrestling shoes, but they're not very attractive. So kind of defeats the purpose of the outfits that they wear being all jazzy if they're going to put on shoes that are. But if (laughs) Oscar or Rhea Ripley were wearing a T-shirt right now, how many people are still going to watch the match? Well, I'm I'm a wrestling fan, so I would. But others, like this is the most conservative you've seen. This is the most conservative you've seen Charlotte Flair dress this year. Uh, probably. And she probably looks better like this than some of the outfits she's worn. I'm not around a TV. I wish I could. See, but well, they, they, they have a character. Rhea Ripley is Australian. She's got a short blonde haircut. She's basically dressed like a dominatrix. She's got, she's got her okay. ears gauged out uh, probably about three-quarters of an inch, wouldn't you say, Kyle? Well, she doesn't oh, have yeah. right now, but... Yeah. Okay. And then um, black lipstick. Oscar I mean, they do have like, to play a character, though. Asuka is Japanese. Nice. She's got three different colors that I can identify in her hair. Her hair looks like bubblegum. Yeah, that'd be a good... Yeah. <laughs> it really does. It looks like bubblegum. And then her her outfit is green and yellow. And part of it right is now. a bikini and uh, other parts is thigh highs. And it looks like she's wearing a fishnet top. And Asuka, she's also one of the ones, she's had a wardrobe malfunction in the past as well. Right. But she doesn't look as enhanced as some of the others. Oh, Oscar! No, I mean, I, I, I think Oscar. I mean, she's natural, and, yeah. and she's a mom. But they don't say that. Yeah, I, and that, uh, that, and that's something I've pretty hidden. Why? Uh, right. What about why? does, does yeah. mom? Does the word mom or the term mom take away from the sex appeal or the? Um, the entertainment value? I, I wouldn't think so. But maybe it's it maybe it's her call to keep that you know, maybe she wants private? to keep her Okay. Yeah, she maybe she wants to keep that private. Um whereas like it's Becky the, Lynch, it's very public knowledge, Becky Lynch, she had to leave wrestling for it's been about a year and a half now. Mm-hmm. Or, well, a little over a year. Because she found out she was pregnant. And now the she's gorgeous. Oh, what was the 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 marine that was the women's right? Yeah, um, I'm trying. Um, they said she okay, was so, a mom. Well, they Becky brought her, Lynch, her daughter looking, into it. Yeah, I'm looking at Becky Lynch right now, and she's gorgeous, and she seems to be not dressed, you know, as as openly as some. Oh. She seems Lacey to be a little Evans. more covered up. Actually, look up Lacey Evans. 
she's also uh, she she just had to step away because she just finished. She's pregnant, but she already has a ten year old daughter because they actually brought her daughter into some of the storylines, and also because she's one. She's very, very close with her family, you can tell, because even on her Instagram, she would show, even as a bad guy, she would still show, like, family vacation pictures of her and her daughter, and then her and her husband and her daughter. Yeah, so she was actually uh, okay with that. Uh, some of them, like to, like I said, they just like to keep their private life private. And this Sunday is the pay-per-view. When they keep calling WrestleMania backlash instead of just backlash, just call it backlash. I call WrestleMania that. That's false advertising. Anyway, that's misleading. Well, uh, the one encouraging thing, promotion, the the one encouraging thing about the Rhea Ripley Oscar match at roughly ten minutes is the most women's wrestling you've seen on Raw and quite a while. Mm-hmm. So even though they claim a women's revolution, there's still a discrepancy. In a lot of ways, that's still just a tagline. Okay. There, the talent on the women's roster, and you can go with the four horse women as an example but even with what we just saw, uh, Rhea Ripley, Bianca Belair, Bailey, Sasha Banks, Charlotte, Becky Lynch, mm-hmm. I like, happen to like Natty. They have Raquel Gonzalez in NXT. They They continuously produce high-quality women's wrestlers in the WWE system, but they don't promote them for anything. Yep. Even when they were consistently outperforming the men, where sometimes the match, some of the pay-per-views, the match in the middle of the card may be some of the women's matches, and they were raising that bar high for the men to try to follow. And it finally got to the got to the point where they finally had women headline some of the pay-per-views, and then they finally had them headline in WrestleMania, and then they actually had their own pay-per-view where it was all women, with, I think with the exception of like some of the referees because they only have like one female referee, but, or they did at the time. Now they've actually added more, and so has AEW as well. But women are playing more and more of a role in the storylines because the – Okay, the WrestleMania WrestleMania 29, and this was the the second time The Rock and, and John Cena, you know, they were the headliners. There was not one women's match, and the only woman there who was even part of anything was when AJ Lee she accompanied Dolph Ziggler. Now here it is, that was for 29. Here it is, eight years later, they had four women's matches. Last year, they had five women's matches. Yeah, the year before that, they had three. The year before that, they had four. So um, if I were to figure that percentage, it's actually probably around 30%, which would fit more with their roster being about 30% women. So you would expect the matches to be around 30%, you know, theoretically. Mm-hmm. 
And yeah, so that's come a long way. And now, like you know, I said they've actually headlined. They've had two headlining matches at WrestleManias, and it's not just a okay. You're going to accompany somebody to the ring now. That person is going to accompany you to the ring. Mm-hmm. And the matches are good. And one of the things back in the day, like in the seventies, Kyle, have you ever heard of apartment wrestling? Um, Bill goes on. Apartment wrestling does? Yes, it does. Are you serious? This I did is not still a thing. <laughs> oh. Wow. Hey, can so you believe? Ex- oh, ex- explain the term to our guests. Jenny, apartment wrestling. It was women wrestling inside an apartment with a photographer or videographer there to record it all, to film it all. And they actually had rankings, and it was all, you know, it was all works. It was all storyline stuff. I mean, it's just kind of like it was all predetermined the same way it is with, for you know, sports entertainment wrestling, except for they were doing it in apartments. And they these apartment matches, there for a while, they were featured or they were – they had articles about them in the mainstream wrestling magazines. I did not know it still went on. Wow. And there is also a weirdo group of men who call up women to to wrestle. You know what I'm talking about, right? Uh Go ahead. This, this, this is in the female weightlifting community oh. where strong women get a lot of weird offers. Yeah. In their DMs, it's it's something else. <laughs> no. <laughs> Apartment wrestling. But is, hey, yeah, I've never heard of it. Yes, it is a real thing. It. You know so you someone that when, wanted like, to have that. Go ahead, Jenny. Do you think when MMA came out really big that it affected wrestling and took some of the, the, I guess, fanfare away from that and went towards MMA because it was more real? Yes. Okay. Because I, 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 I remember hearing about people having, like, MMA fights in their house and stuff like that and doing, like, little circuits, like, in their backyard and having people, but I never heard of apartment wrestling. Well, you also have, have backyard wrestling. There are, there are yes. yeah, organizations or I don't know if you want to call them companies, but they do backyard wrestling. Now, a lot of those guys that I'm going to assume some girls also who participate in backyard wrestling, they try to send their videos to WWE, AEW, and the like, trying uh, to, to break into professional wrestling, and they get rebuffed okay. real quick. They say, no, we're not doing – we don't do backyard wrestling here. If you want to come apply for the school, then we will train you the correct way, then fine. Okay. But you're going to get the backyard crap out of your system. 
So but backyard wrestling MMA, is considered like the Walmart of wrestling. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Yeah, maybe the Piggly Wiggly. Oh, wow, Piggly Wiggly. Hey, I There's like a, the Piggly Wiggly. The, I have one. The MMA scene has taken away a lot of fans from professional wrestling. On the women's yeah. side, it may have helped, though. Yeah, the women are kicking because butt. Because women, women, starting with Ronda Rousey, they, yeah. UFC has promoted them. Bellator has promoted them. Strike Force, Gina Carano, yeah. uh, back in Elite F- XC. They, yeah. they were promoted as stars of the promotion. Yep. And they brought in a lot of money. Vince McMahon has mm-hmm. not done that because he had the biggest star of the last 10 years in Becky Lynch. And he didn't promote her properly at all and actually snuffed her out in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Because he wanted yeah, Charlotte and- Flair to be on top. When she, Rousey, she should have been the, the number one. Yeah. When Rousey came over to wrestling, was she, I didn't see any of her matches. Was she dressed um, with the no. flair or was she? No, she, she was dressed the same way she did in her MMA fights. Awesome. And she, she, she popped out of her top several times. Uh. On purpose? <laughs> no, no, not on purpose, but because uh, if they start popping on purpose, they'll find themselves out of a job. Ah, uh, okay. But it needs to happen every now and then on accident, just so that they get a little. Uh, uh I don't think Vince McMahon even wants attention. that. Okay. Yeah, because, well, they're no, trying to it, They're it, they're it, trying to keep it PG because they're a publicly traded company now and. One of their uh, main shows, yeah, one of their main shows is on terrestrial TV. It's on Fox Sports every okay. Friday. Okay. So they have to really keep it you know, at a PG. Gotcha. Gotcha. But, <laughs> but she came out, she came out in the tiniest top ever. Yeah. And it, it, it was a hot rod top. Yep. It's a hot rod right and across the coast. She got permission for Roddy Piper before he passed away. And it was basically yeah. a bikini top. And, you know, you hit the ground a certain way. Oh, yeah. It's bound to happen. Yeah. Now, did it ever happen to her when she was doing MMA still? Um, I don't believe there were so. opportunities were close. So in her yeah, second Nisha Tate fight, she was very close where she kept having to adjust it but, but for the, I'd have to say that, like, I've watched a lot of MMA and the women's fighting on that, and I I don't think it's as sexualized as WWE. No, I think with MMA, with the females in MMA, when they're dressed the way they are, it's mm-hmm. more because they don't want restrictive clothes on. Correct. So that, that would be yeah. my guess. Yeah, it's fun. Exactly. Thank you, Kyle. That's actually a better way to put it than what and, I was trying to say. And it's the What'd same as we, it's functional. Yes. 
<laughs> and it, it's the same as we have discussed privately in different forums about gym attire. Yeah. I am one at any size. I have to be covered in certain spots to be comfortable lifting in the gym. Mm-hmm. There are I others think most that do. Regard, really? regardless of their physical appearance, they will wear tiny tops and short bottoms, <laughs> and that is what they lift in. Huge. And in some cases, they shouldn't. But that's what they lift in, and that's what they're comfortable in. Yeah, if that's what they feel confident in, then I guess they're... Ish. <laughs> it's a touchy subject to go but, on, huh? Oh, for a male? Of course. Well, for it, women, it, too. But it's the like, hard thing. I don't want to disrespect other women. It's like back to that whole yoga pants thing, you know? And spandex, you know, it's a privilege, not a right. <laughs> <laughs> it, 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 and you and you hate to say it, there are certain clothes, yeah. especially on dudes. Um, I squat four hundred and fifty-five pounds today. Yeah, I don't belong in skinny jeans or ranger panties or anything the, like that. Let's let's be honest, Kyle. Nobody nobody belongs in skinny jeans. No, there are some dudes like the Miz is wearing skinny jeans right now. Yeah, guys in skinny jeans is a no go. It looks awkward. So, yeah. And well, there are an other example. Have you ever? Go ahead. No, no, you you go ahead. Well, here, here's an example. If you ever see a movie with Zac Efron in it, his jeans are always so tight. He has to swing his legs to the side to walk forward. Watch how he walks. Because his jeans are so tight. Zac Efron Stop from all him. the High School Musical movies? Yep. Yeah, and he's been in a couple of movies recently. And his attire in the movies, his pants are so tight, he has to swing his legs forward. They go out to the side and then forward. He can't just take a normal stride. <laughs> so he's walking basically like he's bow-legged or just got off a horse? Yeah, yeah. like he's the rhinestone yeah. cowboy. I'm a rhinestone yeah. cowboy. <laughs> it's an right. unattractive look. Kyle, don't do it. Now I'm going to have to go check this out now. Yeah. But oh. it, it, at, any, at any size, like... You don't want to go up when you play in front of the church on Sunday and look like you're you're from an 80s metal band. No, I don't. And in fact, uh, the closest I've ever come to that was a couple weeks ago when the pair of jeans uh, – well, I only had one clean pair of jeans, unfortunately, because I the other ones, they were all due to be washed, and I had not thrown them in the washer yet. And so I grabbed that one clean pair I had, and unfortunately it had – like a blowout in one of the knees, but <laughs> you know. But I wore it. I mean, but I don't. Also, I don't wear t-shirts I don't though when I'm playing because I'm at, I'm actually up in front of the church, so I that I actually am a little conscious. Uh, I'm aware of what I'm wearing. 
because of, you know, appearances. And it's really just because I'm up in front of the church. But, it, but. It, it's it's the same when, when they're wrestling. It, it's a topic for the women that doesn't occur for the men. It's a double standard. Yeah. Well, I agree, and it, and it really it shouldn't be like that. No, but <laughs> I mean, it's a money making enterprise right. at the end, right? And he needs the women to dress provocatively to viewership, right? Uh, well, and, they're, they're they're not dressing as provocatively, even though we are talking about you know. Yes, there are some who still do dress like that. They're not yeah. dressing. At, well, some of them it wasn't just provocative. When you had Terry Reynolds coming out wearing a see-through shirt with nothing on underneath, that's yeah. way beyond provocative. And from what I gather too is I see a lot like when I would look in the crowd on you know you see a lot of fathers and sons too. Exactly. And I don't want to be at an event where I, all of a sudden I have to cover my 10-year-old son's eyes. Yeah. Um, this is where we may disagree. I may be pointing to my 10-year-old. <laughs> I am nope. just admiring God's work. See, if if my 18-year-old daughter had it on and that kind of stuff is happening where they're popping out of their shirts, I'm telling her to turn it off. It's inappropriate. You know, when I watch football, I'm not watching it to, you know, he, he that kind of stuff. Oh, yeah, like my daughter said, and she was... She was only, I think, 14 when she said this, maybe 13. She said, I don't want to see them shaking their butts. I want to see them beating the crap out of each other. Yeah. And that's why we also it should be a <laughs> It should be a legitimate match, just like, the, just like the men. Yes. And they should get the same amount of time to perform this three-minute, four-minute stuff that they get. That is not equal. Well, what are the men getting versus what the women are getting paid? Well, payment-wise, there's the lowest paid male is somewhere around two hundred fifty thousand a year, and they're saying some of the women make eighty. Yeah, I actually looked that up not too long ago. Uh, really? Tamina Snuka, she makes she makes eighty. Yep. And between, well, I'll put it like this, between my actual job that I work every day and all my retired Air Force and disability pay, I make more than that. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. and I'm not, and I'm not putting my body on the line. I'm not doing the, tra- well, they're not traveling right now, but I'm not yeah. doing the kind of stuff they're doing. And, and she's a veteran. And I know, I mean, and she's not in the spotlight and I can't even think of a time where Tamina Smith has really had the spotlight but she's a second-generation wrestler. Her dad was Jimmy Superfly Snuka, and she's got talent. Oh. You know, she she's just mm-hmm. a little older, and so she's not like a diva. And okay. well, I that's I, I still think eighty k a year though is a shame compared to what some of these other other ones are getting. That is yeah. the other double standard because when the women hit a certain age, they're, they're gone. Done. Mm-hmm. Whereas who is the oldest female wrestler? Probably Tamina Snuka. Tamina right. or Natty? Yeah. 
Uh, Natty's in her 30s. Um, and mm-hmm. uh, granted, oddly enough, during the Attitude Era, you had Fabulous Moolah and Mae Young all of a sudden came back to wrestle. They were in their 70s. Well, Mae Young, she took a – it was the um, the Dudley – what do you call it, Kyle? It was a, it was a power bomb. Yeah, basically it was a power a bomb. Power through, power through, bomb. Through, through a table. Mm. And in her 70s did that. Mm-mm. Uh, that birth, birth to a hand. And now that was just oh. – Wow. Oh, that was just wow. bad. Um, by the way, Natty Knight hurts 38. Okay. Once they hit a certain age, unlike the men, uh-huh. she Natty's been around as long as the Miz. He, he was just WWE champion. They're phasing Natty out. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tam- Tamina Snuka is 43. She okay. has two kids. Older than me. How old is the Miz? The Miz is 40. So. AJ mean, Styles is also is around 43. When did The Rock quit? How old was he when he stepped down? Uh, I, don't, I don't even think he was 30 yet. So yeah, but he'd already been a long. multi-millionaire and, and went into the movies, and it was that that man's making money hand over fist now. Oh, oh, now he's the highest paid actor in Hollywood. Is he? Hey. Yes. And not bad. Uh, do you know why his his company is called Seven Bucks Entertainment? I do not. Because when he was let go by, uh, I think, was it the Toronto Argonauts, Kyle, the the Canadian football team he was practice squad for, and he went back Mm -hmm. home to Florida uh, to basically start training to be a wrestler against his parents' wishes, even though his dad finally agreed to train him. He only had seven Mm -hmm. bucks in his wallet. Oh, wow. And, yep, so that's why he calls it Seven Bucks Entertainment, because he was by (laughs) determined he was going to – he was going to succeed. Yeah, I mean, and he's obviously he a pretty stellar individual, too. Yeah. I mean, he's yeah. so, probably what the, one of the most famous wrestlers of all time. Yes, easily. Yeah. Well, it, it, it's Hulk Hogan, Stone Cold, The Rock. Flair. I mean, so, Ultimate Warrior. Yeah. And it's all based on preference after that. I mean, I think, like, late 80s wrestling was probably the best. It was the most entertaining. Like, Royal Rumbles and stuff like that. What were they, like, 1999? Whoop. And I used to beg my parents to... <laughs> no, well, 99 <laughs> was the Attitude Era. And that yeah. is what we all watched. And... It it was every weekend. Like if we didn't have um, special cable, we would have went broke. 
How much were they back then? Fifty? Forty? Uh thirty nine ninety five. Yep. Okay. Are yeah. free. <laughs> we're free if you steal it. <laughs> All right, we are about guy. to hit the two we we are about to hit the two minute mark, by the way. Okay. So Aww. well thank you guys for having me on again. Uh, Oh yeah, uh, and we've already just we decided uh, that we are going to continue this discussion next week. Only we're going to actually okay. going to discuss what we see Kyle certain wrestlers, and hopefully we were supposed to have a couple of guests, actual female wrestlers, call in today. Oh. But they both had to, yeah, but they both had to back out. Oh. Uh, and one of them, one of them though, did say uh, she is going to try to uh, set it up next week. Okay. You no, know, she's actually been on the show before. Yeah, you know, so hopefully we can have her on. Uh, that'd be small and mean, Selena Dean. All right, I will look her up. Yep, Kyle she will have to give me another well, education this week. Yeah, uh, <laughs> oh, Jenny, is this your number that's popping up? Um, no, I, I'm not going to say the number. I mean, it's got the A five O area code, but I didn't know if that was actually your number. It is my number. But is it? I, I'm not calling again. Is it? Mm. I don't know. You know what? I'm not calling again. But I don't. Yeah, the eight five zero number is mine. Okay. All right. So that yeah. way I know to, how to identify it next time. <laughs> I kind of had a feeling that's what it was, but but yeah. all right. Don't yeah. announce it to everyone, Steve. Hmm? No, I'm not. I just wanted. I just said the area code. I was not going to say the. I was not going to say the whole number. You know, I'm no better than that. But thank you once again, Jenny, for calling in. I do appreciate that. Yeah. It made the conversation uh, very lively, especially, you know, we like Kyle said, I feel like we're kind of giving you a wrestling education. I am. I'm getting one. It's very interesting. I didn't know women's wrestling was this way. <laughs> yes. Oh, there, and there's even more. That's why we're doing it again next week. So, But we've got 10 seconds left. So uh, until then, I God bless both of you. And, Kyle, we will definitely be in touch. All right, man. All right, have a good night, Talk guys. Talk to you. All right. Good night. Bye.